Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to the Patrick Lally Show on another grand and glorious day in the best little city in America, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where we're going to engage in some energetic and entertaining conversation in local, state, national news and politics on what is the farewell tour of this program, our final week on Information 1000 KSOO. Uber producer Dan Peters is here in studio with us, as always. And uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at P. Lally Show. We're always up and rolling there. Also at KSO.com, you can listen to the show. Maybe you're on the app, our branded KSOO app. Perhaps you're cruising around town in this beautiful, sunshiny day listening to the radio at Information 1000 KSOO. I tell you, Dan, I uh, had a great night last night. It was, the, you know, we've had the guys on the show from Full Circle Book Co-op since the early days. Yes, right? and we've kind of chronicled their yes. journey to this point. Yep, and they started out, uh, Jason Wirtz and, uh, I'm sorry, Kurtz, Jason Kurtz and Sean Lidster started out uh, as a couple of guys with some Facebook pages and uh, got together. Uh, they both kind of have their own little nonprofit deals going about writing, okay? And Jason, who's an English teacher and just sort of got together with people who like to write, and uh, Sean, who's a spoken word guy, poetry and all the rest, had his crowd. They put those two crowds together, and they, they came up with something that's greater than the sum of their parts, and that is the Full Circle Book Co-op. And it opened uh, you know, last week, Friday, maybe a week ago, and I went down for that, and it was pretty cool. Uh, so, But last night, we got uh, invited, uh, JP and I got invited to join a team uh, in the, in the, it's trivia. Now, Dan, you would be good at this. You there's, maybe ought to think about this. There's a few things I know. You, you have a, a, an encyclopedic knowledge about many things. That's why you're good at this show. That's why, you know, because you, you can converse fairly intelligently and, and broadly and engagingly about a wide variety of topics. Is that, I mean, that's a, that's a fair assessment of your talents. Yeah, I will take that Here, as, welcome, a, as a fine compliment. Thank you. Which translates very well to trivia. <laughs> because, uh, so we went down, they have this trivia thing. And I think they do it, they're going to do it once a month. Uh, and they've done this elsewhere. And uh, we got invited by a couple brothers. And okay, first of all, um, out of the four of us, I was... I was number four <laughs> in terms of my ability to answer questions, all right? But there's six rounds, 10 questions each, different ways, like uh, the, one of them was a picture round that you had to match up, like these photos somehow represented uh, that had links to Shakespeare, right? So there were either photos of from movies that were based on Shakespearean themes or, you know, uh, the the how people re-in- reinterpret Shakespeare all the time, you know, in a modern film. Like Guys and Dolls. Yeah, West Side Story. West, oh, they, there we go, yeah. West Side Story. There. Well, I didn't know all these. Okay, I, again, I was flailing around with some of this stuff, right? And some of them are just like photos uh, from old movies of, say, uh, Henry V. I thought it was Richard III, but it's Henry V. I got that one wrong. Anyway... So that's one. And then there's one lightning round. You flip it over and it's, it's, uh, uh, you had to uh, name the state of 10 senators who had won election. Oh, the, man. The election. So I did okay on that one. I got a couple of them that, that got us some points in that one. All right. Because you would think I would know. But it's harder than you think, right? Because it's the winners. So like in some cases, you know, uh, like Heidi Heitkamp who lost in North Dakota. She's not on the list, but the dude who beat her is. Do you remember his name? Uh, no. (laughs) See? And some of them are really easy, like Dianne Feinstein. You're going to get that one. Bernie Sanders, you're going to get that one. But you got to go fast. Lightning round. Bonus points, baby. Bonus points. And uh, there was all kinds of other stuff. Uh, Music. He had basically like a name that tune situation. It was really fun. And we crushed it. We crushed it. Even with your modest amount of assistance with this. Very small. Very small. I got a couple of them uh, that I felt really good about. 
adding to the team, you know. But uh, the the other guys, these two these two guys, they were they were, one of them has a PhD in history, so that's you know you expect some, but he broad knowledge, music, pop music, that kind of thing. Well, and JP, you know, being the bookworm that she is, probably yeah. has a lot of Shakespeare. Yes, she was good on the Shakespeare. Yeah, uh, there was just a lot of stuff, and and you'd think that you would be if I had to do it myself though. Mm, no. So there's 60 questions, and then there was this bonus thing. You could use your joker and double one of your rounds. So we ended up with uh, – uh, we didn't miss that many. I think we, I think there was a possible 80 points. We got like 73, something like that. But, again, I would have gotten about eight. <laughs> but it was this is the, down a full circle uh, uh, book co-op. Uh, this is the kind of stuff they're doing, all kinds of different – it's just really cool. You know, and, and I, you know, it's, I'm not shilling so much for a business. It's a business. This guy's, they're selling books and they've got, you know, a uh, little tapas plate, a little uh, uh, wine and beer and such. But it's just a great kind of gathering spot for cool stuff. So, you know, I encourage people to just look into it. Follow them on Facebook. That's what I do. That's how I find out everything. Writers, little writers groups and things of this nature, but also just music and various forms of entertainment. You know, you know, you're not the hoity-toity kind of, you know, people snapping their fingers and jazzy kind of. It's not like a Manhattan jazz club. It's just it's homey. Not eclectic. No, but but kind of cool too. Sure, you know, an expression of who we are as a people. And then you can look at books and hang out. Anyway, I'm I'm just amazed at what those guys have pulled off, for the most part, because they just had a dream, you know, they had an idea. And they just kept on it, kept on it, kept on it. Had a Kickstarter campaign, uh, and you know, just kind of built this community. And I'm, I'm very impressed. And now they have 150 local artists, local authors, and then that, that's amazing. Who have published, self-published mostly, but published because you can do that in this, and you can buy all those books there. And that's really cool. Very much a local expression of a, a, a of our. Uh, artistic endeavors and our literary endeavors and our just people's passions, you know? Yeah, there's a music scene in Sioux Falls. Yeah, you there's get, also a writing scene. There you go. You got to get down there, Dan. You would like it. You could spend a couple hours in there just kind of looking through the books and such. And then trivia night, you'd kill it. Maybe next time, next month, we'll put together a little team. Do the trivia night, and then I'll go see if there's any Dr. Seuss books lying around. <laughs> I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. Um, so anyway, that, that was, I just want to let people know about that. I just love those guys, and uh, I wish them the best. Uh, the farewell tour of the Patrick Lally Show continues today uh, as we bring back as many of the old uh, uh, guests as we can, all the regulars. Um, we've got a pretty good lineup today, I can tell you that. The return of one of our early guests, uh, blogger Scott Erisman of com. Scott will be here by second second hour the back half of the second hour there and uh, we'll catch up with what's been going on with scott he's had some scheduling issues that have prevented him from being work you know jobs i'm reminded of the uh, a line from uh, raising arizona <laughs> you're young and you got your health what you want with a job for but uh scott uh will be back in the second hour blogger pat powers who's been a guest on this program many, many times. A true blogger showcase coming up it after is, four. It is the blogger showcase, uh, dakotawarcollege.com. Uh, uh, Pat will be in from Brookings uh, to talk about politics. The Boone Man, one of the, the original weird friend, really. He's from the original cadre. Yeah, he was the friends. number numero uno, like patient zero weird friend. Yeah, so the Boone Man will be in. That'll be great. I've got a P&L statement coming just after the next break. Today's topic... Ah, the return of public input. What could be better? This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 319 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and it's time for the P&L Statements. When we look through the news and find the things that uh, make us happy, make us sad, cause us great joy or consternation. And today it's uh, a couple of things, actually, I want to talk about. Uh, briefly, uh, the so this happened uh, a while ago, last week sometime. The, the the Sioux Falls School District picked the spot for the the new uh, high school, right? 
and and included in that deal, uh, and it's going to be out there by the by the CTE Academy, kind of by uh, Southeast Tech on Madison uh, and uh, Marion near that intersection out there. It's fine. It's fine spot. You know, it's fine spot. Uh, the interesting thing about it is that so the Journey Group um, and the Journey Development, the Journey Development Company and the Journey Land Company, part of the Journey Group. Um, they uh, sold the land to the school district, 49 acres. And as part of that deal, uh, it was, uh, it was uh, $4.3 million. Uh, they accepted a million-dollar donation from the company, bringing the total cost closer to $3.3 million, according to Shelley Conlon in the story that was uh, published yesterday. Um, it's kind of interesting because the Journey Group is a construction company, right? Um, and certainly they have land and they, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and, and obviously if they, if it's a good spot and they sell the land to the city or the school district and that's all fine, um, you know, if that's all, that's all good. But the weird part about it is whether that like, it, does that give them an end to build the school? I mean, it's a, it's a monstrously expensive project, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of money. So what does that mean for building the school? Right. I expect that they still have to go through all the same, uh, rigor as any bid, but does that give them any, you know, sway? I don't know. I would hope not. Um, because, uh, you know, is it, the land, so you, you, we bought the land for three point three million, not four point three million plus the gift. You know, it's just a it's just a little bit weird. You know what I mean? I don't know that there's anything untoward about it. It's just weird. Well, anyway, we'll see how that turns out. Well, you will. I won't be here. Um, and then the other one thing I want to talk about is very interesting. This is a story uh, from Joe Sneevy, a uh, friend of the show, Joe Sneevy from the Argus Leader, and this uh, published this morning. So public input back up for debate as city council gives rules another look. Just four months after a contentious debate resulted in new rules around how Sioux Falls residents address the mayor and city councilors during weekly meetings, more public input changes could be around the bend. Councilor Janet Brecky Tuesday night is expected to unveil, is that today? That's today. A proposal that would do away with many of the changes around public input that the council adopted last summer, not that long ago, including extending the allotted speaking time back to five minutes for certain types of testimony. It would also ease restrictions on the use of PowerPoint presentations and videos during quasi-judicial proceedings like licensing certain land use issues and street vacations. Quote, we want to make sure people have adequate access to the government, and I don't think they do currently, Brecky said. They've been unduly restrained and I want to open things up a little more. So, here, you know, I, I, I can't argue with Councillor Brecky's, you know, uh, wishes here in terms of her goals, in terms of opening up the process a little bit. But, you know, we did just go through this, okay? And the, in my mind, from my viewing of uh, city council meetings the last several weeks from the Club David Perch down there, uh, and I can't make it tonight, by the way. You can go down. Uh, the, the viewing party will be happening, but I won't be there because I got another, uh, uh, you know, I have a conflict. I have a commitment. So I'm not going to be there. But I, it seems like things are working pretty well. Now, the so you get three minutes, right? And you they got the little lights up there. Now you're, you, you got green, yellow, and red. And uh, most people wrap that baby up. Unless you're a legislator, most people wrap that baby up in about three minutes without any problem, especially in the open public input part. Well, the other part of this is, you you recall, the added comment at first reading, right? Which is good. That was good development. And they, uh, but they limited everything to three minutes, including input during the second reading. Okay, the all-important second reading when uh, the council is... Uh, poised to pass or or uh, reject whatever proposals before them. And, you know, there are a lot of times when people need to talk more than three minutes because they're, you know, a lawyer or what have you. 
and you know that's fine and in those cases uh the mayor has the discretion to let them go longer and that's fine and he does that and uh pat stars quoted in this article let me see here down here counselor pat star is in here um he, uh, he begrudgingly voted in favor of the ordinance that was adopted in July. Lifting any restrictions from public input is positive, he says. For me, this is more about future administrations that might not be as tolerant when it comes to allowing people to finish their thoughts instead of holding them to any to an arbitrary timeline. Three minutes is not enough time. Well, yeah, but that's the chair's discretion. You know, three minutes is a guideline. I think the three minutes for the the public input on any topic is fine. Things have been running very well. Um, people still get to give their say, uh, but there are more focused periods when you can speak to the issue you want to speak to, right? And if an issue is contentious enough to need more than three minutes, the chair can always give them more than three minutes. That doesn't, it doesn't matter who the administration is. And should an administration, a new mayor come in at some point, and say, I, I'm not going to give anybody. The, the council can always change it at the time, right? Even if they were to change this now and make it more time, double it, whatever, that doesn't mean a new council doesn't come in and change it back. So uh, to me, it's a bit premature to get diving back into this. It's only been in place for a few months. Let's, let's let it roll for a little bit, people. Just let's, let's just, you know kind of roll with the punch, okay? It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Just let it go. Everybody take a breath. That's the bottom line in today's PL statement. You can agree or disagree with me. Patrick at KSO.com. We are on Twitter at P. Lally Show. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters. We're going to talk to the Boon Man and his grand finale on Weird Friends. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. 334 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and I'm very happy to have on the line with us on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon, the one, the only, the Boone Man. Booner, how are you Good doing today? Good afternoon. I'm doing great. How could I not be? It, it's sunny. It's relatively warm. Yeah. Beautiful day. Yeah. Beautiful day. I'll, uh, I'll have an opportunity to mow one last time tomorrow. What? Yeah, I'll go mow one last time. I got a lot of leaves and whatnot. Oh, okay. I've been blessed by, I don't know what happened, but somehow the, the, the wind gods have smiled upon me and mm-hmm. I had very little leaf buildup. I think it just, I don't know what happened. I didn't have to bag a thing. Oh, I won't bag anything. No, I'll just <laughs> chop it up. And, and yeah, no, there will be no bagging. No, but I uh, just need to chop them up and get them. Off the yard. Yeah, get them windborne. Yeah. I can understand yep. that. Yep. Uh, That's the plan. Hey, uh, it's also, now, you you are an outdoorsman, though, right? I mean, you you will go, this is your oh. time of year, right? You're going to head out. I'm, and, a, I'm a manly man who does manly things in yeah. a manly fashion. Yeah. I'll be, um, I'll be out doing some uh, walleye fishing, some pheasant hunting, some deer hunting, um, all to make that South Dakota surf and turf a little venison and walleye. Mm. <laughs> mm, yeah. So you, uh, uh, you're a fan of the. You always have a little bit of that, uh, like deer sausage, deer jerky, that kind of thing. Well, I made uh, this year and a couple years ago. I made deer brats. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Because um, you know when you get those done at a meat locker. Why it's I don't like spending that kind of money on beef. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm not, right. You know, I'm not, I mean, it's crazy. Uh, but uh, you make it yourself. It's some work, but it's fun. You know, you get a little kit from a uh, sporting goods store with uh, either the um, natural casings mm. um, or um, uh, they make one that's a uh, gelatin. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember what it is, but it's... Uh, yeah, but it's a kind of dehydrated. You soak it like the natural skins. That's one thing that I found kind of funny the first time I did it. They were natural casings, mm-hmm. which of course are intestines. Mm-hmm. They clean them up. Yeah, thank you. Know, you. They, they wash them and stuff, and then they're dehydrated. And then on the box, the instructions actually say soak for 24 hours, and then in parentheses, or 20 minutes. <laughs> 
but nothing in between? <laughs> no, it's just like for 24 hours or 20 minutes. <laughs> well, okay, well, I'm going to go with the 20 minutes because I didn't read this until just now. <laughs> so, uh, but no, they're very good. I, I took about 40 pounds of nice, lean uh, venison, some trimming, some uh, some roasts uh, because nobody likes the roasts uh, other really? than me. So I don't know why. If it's good meat, but it's uh, so I took that. I had that ground together with about twelve pounds of nice lean pork and uh, all mixed together, and then mixed in the spices, and then ran it through the machine and twisted off a bunch of brats. I'll put some spices in there as well, some mm-hmm. brat spices. Mm. And, man, I'm telling you, they're good. Mm. It does sound yeah. good. I mean, you need to have some, uh, some uh, uh, what do you call that, sauerkraut-type stuff with it. Yes. Because it is very lean and a little dry because there's not a whole lot of pork in there. And, and the pork that's in there is very lean. So, so you need some juice. You need, to, you need a little juice in there to get it going. But, man, it's good. But that's this weekend is the East River Deer Opener. Oh really? And I have uh, any any white-tailed deer. I'm looking for a big monster buck, so I can finally get that deer mount uh, above the fireplace. Oh, you don't have that, do you? No, and I won't get it either. My <laughs> brother, uh, my favorite brother Jim, had uh, several of them, and uh, I did not. Uh, he passed away a number of years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I did not. I did not inherit any of those. Um, by choice, because they wouldn't get allowed in the house. <laughs> but, if, but if you, if you uh, are bag your trophy deer, you know some some you know twelve puck twelve point monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you going to get to bring that in the house? No, and I wouldn't. I'd, I'll just take a picture. You put it in the garage, maybe. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> no. If I had a big man shed like I want the big, just a little shed outside, like just a little forty by eighty. Yes, you no know, is is all I want. But you know that's that's Someday. on the list, but it's pretty far down. Someday. Uh, so uh, you, where are you? Where do you? Uh, where are you going? Where are you going hunting? The uh, the Westington Springs area. Are there? There's a lot. There is there, uh, right? uh, Pony Hills. Yeah, there's a good, 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 uh, good amount of deer, and, so, and pheasants are pretty good there this year as well. It's right on that ridge. Um, uh, some ridge, a line. There's ridge. a big ge- no, no, but there's a big geographic ridge there, and there's a lot of wind towers in that ah, area. Yes, the Coto de Prairie. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, um, it's, it's a ridge. It, I'm telling you though, those things are scary. The the wind with the windmills. Yeah, wind turbines. Yeah. They're big. You stand next to. Yeah, they're big and scary looking, and get that big. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's scary. I mean you stand up there, you're all alone in the middle of nowhere, miles from where anyone can hear you scream. <laughs> and uh it's uh yeah, I've been it's, in they're, one. they're imposing. I climbed up in one. Long time no ago. Kidding. Long fifteen Was this an authorized climb? Yeah, this was a uh, this is a professional oh, okay. uh, experience. Okay. And I was with a photographer and the photographer actually went out uh they had to wear the safety harness. But you go up, you climb up in the middle of there, and then you get up yep. on the top, and it's like a little hut. I mean, it's big. And is it a stairway of some sort yeah. or a ladder? It's a ladder. Oh. You know, so you climb up the ladder, and they're even bigger now. I mean, it's twenty years ago, and you got up there, and you know, it wasn't huge, but it was big enough that a, a few dudes could be up there. And then there's like a portal out at the top, and the photographer went out on the top to take photos. I'm like. That no, because there's no, there's not much up there, you know. <laughs> there's no fence. And he had a he had a rope, a safety harness. He had a harness on, yeah. But still, and it you just, were hanging on to it. I, yeah, it makes my hands sweat just thinking about it. Right now, my hands are sweating <laughs> as I flash back to being up there. Uh, uh, but those yeah, are cool, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're going deer hunting this weekend. You know, if you went deer hunting, pheasant hunting, uh, and fishing, could you make like a some sort of cross species brought? Could you put all that in there? <laughs> I don't don't know that I would do that. I don't know the fish brat is where fish tacos are good. Fish tacos are good. And uh, amazingly the walleye chili that is featured at some restaurants up in the Mo bridge area uh, is worthwhile. It's very good. The walleye chili. I might try that. 
And I don't know that I'd mix it in with cured meat. Yeah. You know, I went, I also went to Schmeckfest one year. Have you been to Schmeckfest? Never. You should go to Schmeckfest just for the uh, cured meat experience. Because down there with those uh, oily bohunks there down in, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, no, I'm, I'm thinking of the uh, the Bohemians. <laughs> I know, I don't think so. These that's are, Czech Days and Tabor. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's the oily bohunks in Czech Days. <laughs> yes, gotcha. All right. <laughs> I've been to both. Um, uh, the Schmeckfest now uh, is, can I say sausage fest? It is a truly, it is a literal sausage fest. Of yes. people just making tube, tube, just putting meat of various types and spiced varieties into <sighs> tubes, and it's everywhere, and the smell is incredible. I mean, in a good way. Yeah. You, you should go down there just for, you know, as tips. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm a little leery about sausage that I haven't made or know who made it. Yes, I'm with you on that. Especially, I, like, you know, like, blood sausage, you know what the secret ingredient is? Blood. Blood. <laughs> oh, it looks awful. I'm not going to eat that. There's uh, no way. I wouldn't eat that on. I wouldn't eat that on your best day. The, no, but the, the thing is, if you just technique, I'm not saying you got to eat yeah. those sausages. Oh, sure. Pick up a few pointers. Yes, because these are the craftsmen. Yeah. These are these are people who have they are learned over over generations yeah. on how to fill uh, intestines with with ground meats. Yeah, that would be good because uh, you can tell if you look at the 50 pounds of sausage that I made about a month ago. Yeah. You can see which ones I made first. <laughs> no less, no less tasty, but. No, pre- no, no. They're just a little. The presentation is maybe not what you no. want. It's not very uniform in length. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> yeah. Are we going to see, are we going to yeah. see, uh, some of these, uh. Uh, boon brats at uh, on a, on, a, on a, any given Sunday sort of situation. Oh yes, they, they were there early on in the season, and they'll be back. Okay, good because I missed a couple. Yeah. I missed a couple weekends yeah. early on. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, you got a minute? You want to hold on? I got something to talk to. Yeah. You about. Right. Yeah. Well, I got something I want to talk to you about too. All right, well, I'll be right back. We'll yeah. be back with the Booner. This is Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Three forty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and we're chatting with the Boone Man in the on the farewell tour of the Patrick Lally Show. This is your this is the big goodbye, the big sayonara, the big sign off for the Boone Man on Weird Friends. Uh, Boone Man, uh, I, I know are you a little bit misty, a little bit misty at this at this point? Yeah, I'm crying, I'm crying inside. Yeah, <laughs> where it counts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you have you sent me you sent me this link. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I watch an embarrassing amount of television. Yes. And some odd channels like the Game Show Network, and you get a different mix of commercials. Yes. On the Game Show Network than yes. than probably anywhere else. But there was an ad for uh, what's called the Squatty Potty. <laughs> I can't, every time I hear it, I start laughing. I'm oh telling you, Google it up. Yes, and then prepare for the onslaught of Google and Facebook ads, as I got. Yeah, yeah. So, well, but you know, if you do a, if you do one of those, uh, what's that undercover browser window? You open it up in a. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Duck, un- duck. Undercover. Yeah. Duck. Incognito. Ah, there you do go. It, open it up in an incognito window, and then you won't get those. Yeah. See, I never. That's how that. you keep the man off you. <laughs> so. The uh, the squatty potty. Uh, how do you you have to explain this to people? Well, it's a little stool that you put your feet on when you are sitting on a toilet. Yes. And why because would you want to do that, Boon Man? Well, you would want to do that because it's a better angle for um, getting rid of waste. Oh, it's, it's more natural it, it's, position. It is more natural. There shouldn't be any straining or pushing or. You're not gonna, you know, pop a vein in your head or poke part of your intestines <laughs> out your your uh, stomach wall. So it, it just, and, it, it, and I went to the so I did go. You sent me this link, and I, I I have it on my phone. There's a lovely illustration of the kinked versus unkinked colon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and oh it, it shows exactly why that's a better angle. And to do that, you just need to put your feet up on a on a little step stool that you might have. In the kitchen, not the big tall one, but the one that's just about a foot or so high, 
it just gets your gets your angularity right to uh, you know properly uh, get the mud out of your basement. I I, uh, <laughs> I have to say these people are uh, you know they they don't take themselves too seriously, but their 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 marketing is genius because they're funny. All right, they have a little stool. All right, they're marketing a little yep. stool. That's it. Mm-hmm. But you know they've got this guy called the Prince of Poop. <laughs> Featuring. Yeah, and I imagine I'm going to send in a few to them because I mean, in a, you know, Prince of Poop, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean that's I, I mean that's a that's a pretty good um, you know a marketing tool there, mm-hmm. a nickname. I, I I kind of fancy myself uh, you know the king of nicknames, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that you know the, the 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 Prince of Poop that's pretty good, but you know the Duke of Dookie. <laughs> The Sultan of Squat. The Sultan of Squat, I think, is Sultan. very funny. The Sultan of Squat. You really should uh, get that trademarked yeah. and sell it to them because that's yeah. gold. That is gold, my friend. <laughs> Marketing. It's a million dollar phrase. <laughs> but they have uh, they have other products though too. Yes. And, uh, one of which I think is very interesting and very timely in the news. They have a uh, a spray mm-hmm. that uh, that you use. Um, Instead of, you know, a lot of people are using the flushable wipes, the mm-hmm. the one wipe Charlies uh, from the Dollar Shave Club. It's kind of a moist towelette, yeah. like you'd use on a baby. Yeah, uh, and it's just uh, more fresh and clean. But the problem is, as as was illustrated, I, was that in Baltimore uh, or or Virginia mm-hmm. somewhere recently, where they they had to have a diver go into the bottom of a sewage well and clean out all of the wipes, the flushable wipes that really aren't flushable. Oh, they'll flush out of your toilet. Oh, no. Then they'll get caught, and they were bringing up massive Volkswagen-sized wads (laughs) of of these flushable wipes that would plug uh, plug up the system there in the sewage treatment plant. That's so a, that's this lovely. is an alternative because, you know, toilet paper is made to just almost immediately degrade in water. Yes. It breaks up like now. Yes. And so you Not need like something. a paper towel or a moist towelette. Those don't break up. They pretty much stay intact. And then they wad up at the end and jam up the works. <laughs> it's like eating. It's like eating a wheel of cheese at the Super Bowl party. That's <laughs> going to plug up the works. <laughs> and then you're going to need a. You're going to need the uh, squatty potty. Oh, I don't even know if the squatty potty could do that. You <laughs> might need the, the jaws of life and a, and then probably a, these a guys, coat hanger and a, a wire coat hanger and a good plunger. <laughs> these guys have all kinds of great products, though. They got the toilet spray. They yep. got the uh, toilet foam, the wet wipe, wet wipe alternative, which you were getting to, a shower shelf, yep. which is incongruous with the rest of this stuff. But yep. you can get this in different colors. Which is nice. Oh, yeah, pink, black. You got one with a nightlight on it. Yeah. <laughs> just look up squattypotty.com and uh, yeah. and prepare and just prepare yourself. Uh, but, yeah, but you know it is safe for work, so yeah, don't. That's uh, right. There you go, uh, Boone man. Uh, thanks for that insight. I really appreciate it. And and again, uh, thank you for being uh, a, a loyal friend to this program and for helping us yeah. along the way. You've been you've been fantastic, and I, I owe you the deepest deepest debt. It's been an honor and a privilege to serve with you, sir. Thank you, and we'll talk to you real soon. Deal. All right. Coming up after the break, we're talking with Pat Powers from Dakota War College as the farewell tour continues. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO. A public service announcement with guitar. 358 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Stay with us after the news and weather with the top of the hour here. We got Pat Powers from Dakota War College. We can talk a little politics on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 406 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And as the Patrick Lally Show farewell tour continues... It's appropriate that we have on the phone with us today from beautiful Brookings, South Dakota, Pat Powers. He is the founder of the South Dakota War College blog and uh, covers politics from uh, the right side of the aisle. And uh, Mr. Powers, thanks for being with us today. Hey, thanks for having me. And uh, 
and it's a uh, it's a good time to be a Republican in South Dakota after last week. <laughs> well, there was there was some nail biters. There was a little there was a little bit of uh, a little bit of consternation for maybe a uh, half hour forty five minutes in that governor's race, don't you think? Well, you know, a little bit, a little bit. Well, you know, you Not gotta that. you gotta you gotta expect that sometimes things aren't going to be a, a ten point win, right? Well, you know, and uh, my you know my experience starts way back in 1988 where you know we had a couple of years where we lost seats and, mm-hmm. and in 1990 I was working for the party and and we lost the state senate you know and these are the days of Tim Johnson and Tom Daschle mm-hmm. so you know it's it's not unfamiliar territory for me but it's uh, nothing we've experienced for for quite a few years in South Dakota especially and, in the and I don't know. Race. Yeah. well you know, and I was writing on my website, it was it was kind of the perfect storm. And we had, you know, we've got President Trump in office, and it just, uh, it's just natural that the, the party in power in the presidential seat, uh, you know, in the midterm elections, it's a little tougher. Uh, you know, o- Obama experienced it. Uh, Trump experienced it not to quite as uh, the same degree that President Obama did. But, uh, you know, it was a little tougher for Republicans this year. Plus, we, we just came off of a, a fairly contentious primary. And, you know, here's Christie coming out of the primary strong, but she had to fight for every vote she received in that primary. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, maybe some tough leftover feelings that people just are having trouble getting past. And so... You know, tough primary, and, and the Democrats. Uh, you know, to its credit, Billy Sutton was one of the better candidates they fielded in recent years. Yeah, and it was uh, a, it was a good race. It's interesting. Uh, Jonathan Ellis had a column in the Argus Leader a couple of days ago talking about how Christie came out of that primary not just uh, depleted financially, but in basically behind the eight ball financially that they had to go out and raise a bunch of money because they had spent every dime they had in that primary. Well, but you know what? I can I can tell you that that would be my best advice to my candidate in the primary. Right. You know, you need to spend every dime and figure it out after that, because if you lose the race, you're definitely not moving forward. So you don't want to have any regrets. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to be? Uh, do you want to be moving on and in debt or sitting on a hundred grand and sitting at home watching TV? Well, and, and you'd be surprised the number of candidates out there. In fact, I've, I've blocked about it in the past. There's Candidates out there in legislative races who they come out of a primary sitting on ten thousand dollars, but their opponent beat them. Yeah, and so what did they accomplish? They've got ten thousand dollars in the bank, but nothing to show for it. I, I think even uh, Chantel Krebs came out of that primary for Congress with money in the bank, yeah. but I also note she's having to get a lot of it back. And uh, you know, obviously, Dusty won, and so. She's not uh, in any position that she wants to be in. She should have spent it down to nothing. Yeah, exactly. I think that's probably wise advice. Um, the uh, the other interesting thing about that was, as you noted, there's some hard feelings. And uh, there's a lot of discussion about how the, uh, the, the leading figures in the Republican Party sort of came in and, and tried to smooth things over uh, for Christy uh, with, with Marty Jackley. And there, the the Marty Jackley folks. Um, uh, while Marty signed a letter of support and all that, uh, they have they they that sort of bad feeling did linger into the general, as evidenced by the fact that Hughes County went for uh, Billy Sutton. Um, now Christie well, won, and, and, and that's the the proof is in the pudding, right? Well, but you know there there could be other explanations for that, such as you know the get out the vote effort in Hughes County was a little lackluster. Mm. The, uh, I, I mean, there, there's a number of reasons for that. Uh, but, you know, ultimately, it, Christie won. And mm-hmm. that's the important thing. It, you know, some, sometimes you, you win like Dusty, where you've got 23 points between yourself and the Democrat. Sometimes it's a little tougher. Yeah, and it was, it was interesting to watch. And, and there were a lot of different dynamics in this race that we hadn't had before, including uh, somebody who held federal office coming back and running for governor because you do bring uh, baggage and yeah. and when you're talking about a midterm election and all that and the the president's party being uh, under some siege you you bring that baggage back home with you and that's that's clearly got to be part of that as well don't you think well it is 
And I'm talking to people who campaign at the national level. Uh, you know, I, I was having a discussion with one of them this summer, and they said, you know, the uh, people want a check on the president's authority, and you know that's how they do it. They they vote in some Democrats. Yeah, and the House is now in Democrat hands, and and the margin may be thirty five to forty by the time it's over. We're we're really looking at uh, a, a kind of a lockdown situation for the next couple of years, don't you think? Well, it's uh, there, there's gonna if they're gonna accomplish anything, there's gonna be a lot more compromise, and uh, and that's on both sides because Democrats know they aren't going to get mm. anything they want unless you know they give a little infrastructure baby everybody's going to be on the infrastructure bandwagon right <laughs> well uh you know and that's and that's not necessarily such a bad thing it's no. good for south dakota yeah we need it everybody across the country needs it um so, you know the other uh, uh the other interesting thing about uh the, the governor's race uh is i was surprised and i've said this before and i'm, I'm interested in your thoughts that the Democrats did leave a couple of issues on the table and and decided essentially, it would seem to me, the Sutton campaign must have made a conscious decision not to go after two things that I think Christy Noem could have been, uh, some, some differences could have been drawn. And that is this the, the issue with her inheritance tax story, which has gotten a lot of coverage, and they could have brought that back, and uh, trade. And the fact that you know, she's a Republican in a Republican administration that's not been particularly favorable for for farmers in the last several months in terms of international trade. Are you surprised that those issues weren't more aggressively pursued by the Billy Sutton campaign? You know, I, I don't know that they would have resonated as strongly uh, as people might think. You know, Trump tried to respond uh, to, to farmers and, uh, you know, that would have provided Crispy a, a pretty good opening to talk about all her work for farmers. Uh, you know, and the inheritance tax, tax issue, I think that's it's kind of been asked and answered, I think. And, mm-hmm. you know, well, but this, Christie, is, this, is a, this is a political campaign. Asked and answered doesn't make any difference at this point, right? I mean, and you well, know this. You know that if you, if you drive home, because the, the goal here is to kind of define your opponent instead of letting your opponent define you. And I don't think the Sutton campaign ever did that. No, I, you know, I, I would agree. They, uh, they didn't define themselves very mm-hmm. well, that's much true. less their opponent. Uh, you know, and, and that's, that's what pay, played into Christie's victory more than anything. You know, she, they, they tested a couple of issues. They tested comparing it, her, him with Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nothing really seemed to go anywhere until they found that clip of him talking about how he liked the policies of Bernie Sanders, but he was voting for Hillary because his wife told him that. Yeah, that was, you know, that was a tough I, I thing talk, to overcome. Oh, you know, and I, I talk with my, my own spouse, who's far less political than I am, and she said, you know, that's the, that's the thing that killed him mm-hmm. because... You know, here he is. It's his, in his own words that he can't really, he, he can't really dismiss it. He said it. <laughs> yeah, and so then and, you're standing up there trying to dis- explain why, the, why you like Hillary Clinton more than Bernie Sanders, and and you're just you're screwed. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way around it. Yeah. Um, we're going to come right back with uh, Pat Powers and talk more about politics and uh, wrap up this election after this very short break. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. I could never pretend that I don't love you You could never pretend that I'm your man That's exactly the way that I want It's exactly the way that I am and you call 421 me on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO And uh, we're talking to Pat Powers of South Dakota War College blog Up in beautiful downtown Brookings Actually, probably not downtown, but that's okay. Hey, Pat, we've been talking about the governor's race uh, and Christy Nome's victory there. Um, the ballot initiatives, uh, you know, there was a little bit of craziness in there. Uh, what were your general impressions of, uh, of uh, uh, first of all, the, those uh, constitutional amendments, uh, WX and Z, WX and Y, W, I can't, it was W and something, right? <laughs> oh, one, one of them, one of them got knocked out in the process, uh, because of the way they collected the signatures. Yep. I, I believe that was uh, Rick Weiland's measure uh, to mess drugs. with uh, pharmaceutical pricing. But, uh, you know, I, I thought that uh, 
people were, were certainly thoughtful in how they voted. Uh, you know, they didn't want to raise the threshold mm-hmm. for passing measures, but, you know, they were, they were good and done with, uh, with the people who were coming in from out of state and trying to tell us that we're, we're corrupt and evil and we need to put in all these new changes in the South Dakota Constitution, which would have caused immeasurable headaches. People, you know, they they were creating a tribunal that could request tax records of uh, public employees, and you know, and I I don't know that the No W group campaigned as hard as some of them have in the past, but they uh, they rejected that pretty handily. It was kind of interesting because uh, I am twenty two passed, and I didn't think it would. Um, and then I'm like, okay, well, if I am W, you know, maybe if Amendment W has a chance, and then it lost pretty handily. So, well, I, it was I think interesting. people people get reluctant to change the Constitution because it's it's set in stone. And I don't think you know the the interesting thing about this is that in with the threshold, right, changing the threshold to 55, people were leery of doing that, and you know maybe that wouldn't have been such a bad thing. I don't know, but it, it uh, uh, I think what it says is people don't need to necessarily be told what to think. You know what I mean? They, they have confidence in the fact that if, if something needs to be changed in the Constitution, they can do it. And if it's 52%, that's fine. But what, was, but what was interesting to me was the fact that on the other side, they said on IM24, they, they want to banish out-of-state money, which is clearly unconstitutional. So it's a, it's a kind of a weird... I, I think that that IM24 is going to go get challenged and go down. I, 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 don't you think that's true? Well, I, I know I've talked with people who have directly told me they aren't even going to bother with trying to fight it at the ballot box because it's it's not worth their money to do it Yeah, because they're, they're going to fight it in court and destroy it anyway. So why spend the, why spend the money twice? Recent? They'll just save their money, take it to court, and be done with it because it's so clearly unconstitutional. <laughs> yeah. and, and I don't understand. I mean, I, I had Mark Nicholson on the program, and we didn't get a chance to talk about that one very much, but he knows what he's doing. I mean, this, this is a, just a strange thing to put the time in to even put on the ballot to get passed just to get shot down. It's, it's, it's sort of ludicrous. Well, you know, but, but sometimes it's also worthwhile making a point. <laughs> All uh, right. Uh, that, you know, fair and, point. And Mark, you know, he, he had success with that one, but uh, not so much with the uh, new taxes for tech schools. Uh, you know, and what's, what is interesting is that the, uh, the Republican Party under, uh, under Dan Lederman came out and was quite strong on some of those issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, no on, no on X. No on the tax bill, mm-hmm. and uh, yes on the uh, increasing the threshold, and that was based on a vote of that the party took at convention uh, that they were going to be a little more vocal on those three issues, and and that was reflected in some of the party's advertising and on a statewide basis in some mailers, and you know they won uh, their position on two out of the three. Mm-hmm. People just weren't Which, ready to change that threshold. That that seemed like. It, 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 for whatever reason, people are just like, why do we need to change it? Because, you know, Marcy's law passed, right? And that was the big problem. Well, uh, I don't think people, I don't want to say they were hoodwinked. They weren't hoodwinked. They knew what they were voting on. But I think that that notion of constitutional amendment versus uh, initiated measure maybe didn't register right away. But they're like, okay, there was this one instance, but do we really need to change the whole system because of that? And, well, now, and, and wasn't this the first year that uh, they, they changed some of the language on the ballot where, I, and I thought there was a change where they specifically state on the ballot that uh, a vote yes will change the Constitution, mm-hmm. a vote no will leave the Constitution as is. Yes, and I think that, that that was a change. I can't remember if this was the first time or it's been recent. And that's, that's I, I a think, good language. I think this might be the first election. Yeah, and... And maybe that's what we're seeing reflected in some of these votes, too. People are like, no, I don't want to change the Constitution. No, I don't want to change the Constitution. And that, and that makes more sense to them. 
Well, we're a conservative state. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pat Powers, uh, again, sir, thank you for participating in this program and contributing. Uh, you, you got nothing in return, and I, I, appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate the fact that you always took my call. Oh, no problem, and, and good luck in your new endeavors. Thank you, sir. Coming up after the break, we're going to chat with another in a continuing line of bloggers. This time it's Scott Arisman from SouthDakota.com. Uh, decidedly different outlook than Pat Powers. I think we all know that. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 435 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and the farewell tour continues with uh, a, a guest that we have not had on the show for a long time, but used to be on all the time. I did. And that is Scott Erisman. My hours uh, kind of changed at work. So yeah, well, these the work. I was reminded, I, was, I used this line earlier. It's from Raising Arizona. You're young and you got your health, but you want with the job for. Um, the, uh, or, or, or from uh, Cold Mountain, you need help. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is Scott Erisman in a nutshell right there. Uh, of course, uh, your blog, SouthDakota.com, yep. continues on in all its glory or shame. Yeah, or, uh, yeah they had something on there on Friday and... Seems like everybody in the media industry is shocked and sh- shocked, shocked that the general manager of the event center is gone. Oh, yeah. So you posted so sh- that. On Friday. Torkelson. When everybody Torkelson? else found out. Apparently yes. the news didn't want to post it till Monday for some reason. Well, yeah, I don't. Well, they're in, the, 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 the newspaper wasn't in any great hurry, apparently. They knew about it on Friday. I know they did because well, I talked to someone over there. Sure. But, you know, there's other things got to get done. Yeah. And it's real. Honestly, it's not the most. News breaking. You know, you put it right up there. Sh- it's not a shocker, but you know it. Well, it is kind of. You know, this guy worked for this company for 15 years. Yeah. He worked his way up. And as much as I've been critical of the event center, mm-hmm. I've never had an issue with Terry. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he, you know, he's a good soldier, works for the corporation. Yeah. You know, he's in a fight. He's always been like, he'll come up to me at, he would come up to me at council meetings if he thought I had something wrong on the blog. And he'd mm-hmm. just come out and tell me, that ain't right. Uh, and you should fix that. And, you know, usually factual stuff, yeah. you know. So I always appreciated that about him. He wasn't scared of me like a lot of people run the other direction. <laughs> Terry would walk up to me like, yeah. Why know? do people and run he, the other direction? I don't know. You, I don't know. You know I what's think weird? I practice witchcraft or something. I don't know. It's hilarious. It's, it is weird because people uh, in city government, especially, mm-hmm. and probably in the past more than now, I yeah. don't know. But they would, they would uh, use your name in vain, of course, but then they all know everything that you ever write. You know, because you put... They call it, they call it, they don't call it South Dakota in no, city government. they call you know, it the they, blog. They call it the blog. Which is really which funny. Which is funny because I'm the only one that blogs about city politics, so it's <laughs> like, you can just say it, you know. What's, what is your, what have you learned from, how, you've been doing this 10 years? What? Almost, Yeah. No, it's it's going. I mean, two thousand six. Let's do the math. That's yeah, twelve. Yeah, no, you've a long time. That's twelve years. Yeah, yeah. You're not great at math, yeah, apparently. Yeah. But, but yes. I had other blogs before that too. <laughs> yes. So and you didn't start city out. government twelve years. Yes, and you didn't start out even with this blog. No, you started no, writing I had about an art, art blog, and I used to blog about art. But then I used to blog in the early days of the old internets back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who had a blog, and we had, I was on there too. Which one? What was that one called? I can't say that. On okay. <laughs> I, Good. It's, it's not a. I, I could say it. That's okay. But it's not to. what it is anymore. I don't he remember. He sold that. the domain. We probably don't. It was really nice because it was a. It was a pop culture, and I used to write. I, we all had fake names. Of and course. I used to write uh, my critiques of music, mostly modern country music, and they usually weren't too good. Yeah. And, uh, and well, I wrote a thing about Toby Keith and whoa, the fake the name, went out of the, crazy. The, the fake names thing was part of the early internet forums right. and that kind of thing. I was fat midget. Was that's where, well, that's where name. my Twitter handle comes from at bald and surly. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the, it was just what you did. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird. That all went away. Yeah. Um, but you have been blogging then for 12 years on, at South Dakota.com, uh, covering a lot of city stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and other things. But what have you learned, Scott, after after more than a decade of publicly, uh, uh, sometimes excoriating public officials, sometimes encouraging them, but always walking in, always leading with your head, I should say. Well, you always, you always just lead people. with your head. There's a, two things I like to tell people. Well, a couple, three things, let's just say. 
I, I never get, I try to laugh at politicians because if you get mad at them, it's just, you end up hating them. And then I try, I try not to make anything about their personal lives because I don't really care what people, I don't want them people, I don't want them to know what I do and I really don't care what they do. Right. Um, the other thing I tell people is if you think DC is corrupt, <laughs> <laughs> local politics is pretty, how did you say it? I want. I don't know I if I'd use corrupt. the word corrupt. No, it's not corrupt. But it's, it's a back scratching thing going on. It is. It is uh, influence. If you help me out, I'll help you out. There's a lot of, of influence peddling. Yes. And. Um, That's common in, I mean, to some degree, it's common in in all politics. Yes. But you know, at this level, it's face to face. It's face to face. And that's what I tell people. Get involved with your local politics. They decide more things than anything. You know, people sit there and talk about Trump and all this caravan and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the heck does that have to do with Sioux Falls? What does it have to do with raising your water fees, Mm -hmm. raising your property taxes? I mean, just think of all the things that happened over the year that we had to vote on, you know, the, the school bond and, and you know, the jail and and all these other things. It's like nobody nobody knows who... who they don't pay attention. People don't pay attention. Pay attention to local government. It's like you should really pay attention. It's like you brought up what I had brought up on my blog, like the thing with the, with the, the land purchase for the high school. Yeah. Was it a bad location? No. It's a great location. It's a good location. Was the company they bought it from a bad company? No, they build all kinds of projects all over town. Would the company possibly be building the new high school? Possibly. That's not a bad thing. They build all kinds of big projects all over town. Mm-hmm. Why would that be a bad thing if we use them? So why do they have a executive session that nobody knew they were going to have one, and, and then, then they come out of it, they vote, they come back three days later, and they're like, uh, yeah, if anybody wants to talk on this, even though we didn't post it to know when anybody, it's like, that's why I tell people, you got to get more involved with local government because they just continue to do stuff like this. Right. What's the, and, uh, and, and I still don't the, understand. How do you stop them? No, you got to show up. law. Yeah, right. They didn't do anything wrong. No. It just is, it doesn't make any sense. It's bizarre. And that's why you. Well, we're going to vote in this working session. We don't usually do this, but by law we can, so we're going to do it today. But that's what you can do. <laughs> but that's the thing about it, okay? With a blog, yeah. like what you do. Now, you there's mm-hmm. been a lot of people have come and gone in that world. Yeah. And there's a, f- a few people who have been doing it a long time. You're one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat Powers is one who was on mm-hmm. the show earlier. He's a conservative. He's probably been doing about a year longer than I have. Uh, Corey Heidelberger yeah, uh, at Dakota Free Press has been doing it a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody else has kind of faded away. Mm-hmm. But that's what you have the ability to do. And that is to say, is to point out absurdity. Because a lot of times, people in the mainstream media, which I, it's a terrible term, but if you're at the daily newspaper, or you're at a TV station or what have you, you can't point out the, the there's, there's no vehicle to point out the absurd. <laughs> there is not. No, no. And so you're even, right. Yeah, how, do you, how do you point out the absurd when your biggest advertisers are the largest car lot in town, the two largest hospitals in town, now, and, well, and let's true. throw a couple other businesses in there, and it's like, how do you how do you point out the absurd when you, the, the person being absurd is connected somehow to these businesses? You know often, what I'm saying? Often, yeah, yeah, and you get yourself all twisted up, and so you end up, and there's nothing, you know, and it's just the, there's a freedom to it, much like being on the radio. There's mm-hmm. a freedom to it that that other people don't have, mm-hmm. and uh, to me. That has been the great value of mm-hmm. what you do. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's my compliment for you. Yeah. It's not going to get any better than but, that, Scott. you know, things, <laughs> things, things sometimes get sticky, you know. I, uh, um, we won't talk about this, I guess, on here. But, I mean, there's... there's <laughs> well, there's we won't. Times, no, 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 times, no, no, no. We'll no, talk no, about no. it later sometime. But no, anyway, no, no. I, sometimes I get... The, I, I, I hear things from other people about what's being said or whatever. There was a meltdown on the... There was a meltdown on the city council I don't know, last week or something. I can't remember. But I had wrote something about they should have a quorum. They should be able to have a quorum at any meeting the council goes to. So in other words, if the council is invited to a neighborhood meeting, mm-hmm. that should be posted 24 hours in advance so any councilor can show up if they want to mm-hmm. and not have to call each other. Oh, are you going? Are you going? It's so stupid. All you got to do is so, post it. So... Teresa called me about it, and I was like, yeah, you're Teresa right. Staley. I, you're right. Stupid. Just post it. That's what we have a city clerk for. Mm-hmm. We have a city clerk. We pay 
$80,000 a year. We have an operations manager we pay almost $100,000 a year. Between the two of them, they can't figure out how to put an agenda up that says neighborhood meeting, you know. And I said that to Teresa, too. Of course, she she loves staff, so she never says anything. But I, I said to you know, I said to her, I go, we pay these guys to do that. They can They can put this stuff up. So then I put something up on my blog, and oh, my God, all the counselors blew up. There's a, it makes us look bad that we don't want to – we're using this as an excuse not to show up to these meetings. Uh, you are. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? And it's like it's – like, Well, that's pointing out the absurd. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's what you should do. Right. All right. We're going to come right back and talk more with uh, Scott Arisman, mm-hmm. who is the author, founder of uh, South Dakota – blog that covers a lot of city politics we'll be right back this is the patrick lally show information 1000 kso (laughs) mike is on 449 on the patrick lally show information 1000 kso and we got about five minutes left with one of our older and more frequent guests from the early days back in the 70s yeah yeah on this show you were on for trying to figure this out a year and a half yeah about a year and a half year and a half it's not that it was something like that it's not like i'm nobi you know, the one the thing, air. I'm going to tell you, Pat, the one thing that saddens me about this whole thing, and yeah. I think you probably saw it on my blog, yeah. is that there's only one other person in town that does this, and their yeah. show is awful. Well, that's, we aren't going <laughs> to... You don't have to comment, we aren't but his show is anything. awful. We aren't going to... No, 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 no. But Stan it's too bad. Stan Lee died, and he was on this don't, morning talking stop. about stop. Stan Lee stop. for an hour Would you and just half? stop? I'm going to have to turn off your mic. <laughs> no, I'm not going to talk about Stan yeah. Lee. The, uh, uh, but you're, you're... And it's... it's not, I hope somebody... But that's here nor there. Uh, thank you. Kind words on your blog, and I yeah. appreciate that. Um, <laughs> other people, not as kind, but I expect that as well. Um, the uh, uh, yeah, my, so yeah, my blog. <laughs> so yeah, how long are you going to? Uh, what has surprised you about uh, after doing this for so long? Um, people saying a lot of really nasty stuff about you, right? Does that bother you? No, <laughs> no not at all. Never. Because you um, must get terrible email. I. I do delete comments when people get personal with me. Because like I said, I try to not make it mm-hmm. personal on the politicians. You always have. Yeah. Not, I mean, you've always said that. I'm not going to yeah. you know, go into that. Right. But when people get personal, there is a couple people that will accuse me of stuff. They have no idea who I am. I have no idea who they are. Mm-hmm. And then they accuse me of censorship. And it's like, I deleted a comment from a person who was calling me nasty names and I have no idea who this person is. You can call that censorship if you want, but it's, it's not really censorship. No, it's not. It's like, and so that that always surprises me that they'll get angry because that I won't post their nasty comment about me yeah. on my site when they're anonymous. And people are really mean. Why? I can be mean too. It's so <laughs> a big deal, but I mean, I just was always shocked by it. If they use their real name and call me that stuff, I'll post it. I don't care. If you're willing to put your real name on there, yeah. and I tell them that all the time, or sometimes people will send me tips in comments. That's yeah. why I moderate my comments because yeah. I can tell you I've seen some pretty nasty things. Yeah, that may and or may I not won't be comment. True. That yeah. may or may not be true, and I won't. I won't post it. And then they'll accuse me of censorship again. And I always, I always say to them, I'll email them if they have an email or whatever, and I'll say, "You want to use your real name and make the comment yeah. about." this certain politician did this or this or this you're more than welcome to do that yeah but i'm not letting you know jimmy site one two (laughs) with his email address of bob 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 yahoo.com come on and start calling certain politicians pedophiles you know what i mean i mean it's just not like i'm not gonna let you do that have you ever uh been uh afraid not necessarily for your personal safety, but for uh, being sued, of being, you know, that that you would do something, that you would make a mistake mm-hmm. and, and make and open yourself up for liability because it can happen. I got threatened once. And this is this is really funny. And now that I look back at it, I know it was an empty threat. But a guy that you know very well, I'm not going to bring him up. He used to be a pretty big, and I know him too. I mean, mm-hmm. like I've sat with him and had drinks with him. Mm-hmm. He was a big operative and used to work a big Republican operative. Mm-hmm. And uh, you probably already know who I'm talking about. And he um, worked for John Thune. And I had made some comments about his early days of the the he the Thune Dashel mm-hmm. thing and said, you know, there was some possible he was working for the state and was doing this mm-hmm. thing on the side and shouldn't have been doing it. 
And I got a really nasty email from someone high up in the South Dakota Republican Party, like, we will we will freaking destroy you. We will come sue you. You're, you're being libelous towards this guy. And it was like, he was a public employee. Yeah. I can, like, you yeah. know, say these things. And it was politics. And it was pretty scary. That was kind of scary. Because it, because it, it, it was like, you guys are weird. <laughs> like, you guys you guys need to get a grip. But also, it, it, it makes you think, too, I am vulnerable. I'm, right. one, I'm one guy. Right. right. You know, one, one mistake. Mm-hmm. So that has to keep you up the night yeah. sometimes. Well, that's why I like vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Arisman. Uh, Scott, thank you very yeah. much for coming on the program all those times. Yes. I, I, it wasn't always easy. You took time out, and I yes. really appreciate it. No problem. Good luck to you. I will still be reading. Okay, good. And and be careful, all right? You too. All right, thanks. We'll be right back, and we're going to tell you who's on the show tomorrow as the farewell tour continues. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four fifty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. You're going to want to come by tomorrow because the farewell tour continues with Scott Hudson, one of the original weird friends. That'll be great. Thea Miller-Ryan of the Outdoor Campus, who's been a frequent, frequent guest on this program. She's fantastic. And I got I got a little opening I'm trying to fill yet. I've got a few shout-outs going. We'll see mystery guest. We'll call it the mystery guest. You're going to want to be with us. That's tomorrow from 3 to 5 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO.